What's good, cuz? This is Two Siblings Talking. I'm your host, Bakari Kamal. And I'm Dara. What's up? Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. How are you today? Ooh, that rhyme. I'm about to... You are crazy. Look, I'm doing good, actually. Um, I think every time we get recording and get going on one of these episodes, I just feel renewed. So I'm actually having fun. I'm excited to chat today. Me too. I did want to say one thing before we get started. Thank you to everyone who is listening to the show. Yes, thank you all so much. You guys have been amazing. Our supporters are the best. Yes, we appreciate you. So many people who were waiting for us to return and we couldn't even imagine that. So thank you very much for um, being consistent even when we weren't. And also thank you to those who have never heard the show before um, and listened this week and sent us positive notes, text message, comments, DMs, sharing the podcast. It's been amazing to see that support and we appreciate you. And we are so forever grateful. So thank you very much. Yes. So, okay, that's that. I think we can just jump right into the episode, right? I think so. I'm ready. Let's get it. Let's do. All right. So first things first in the news this week. Well, I don't think it would be right if we didn't talk about this first. So we're going to kind of pick up where we left off just a little bit. So the first topic of the week, Beyonce, of course, released her seventh studio or solo studio album, um, Renaissance Act One. And Beyonce, if you didn't know, is the only artist to have her first six studio albums, solo studio albums, chart number one in their debut week. Did you know that, Bakari? No, I never knew that. That's a fun fact, but congratulations to Beyonce. Do you want to know an even funner fact? Let's get fun. (laughs) Beyonce now has broken her own record, becoming, of course, the first and only artist to have her first seven studio albums to be ranked number one. Wow. I'm so happy for Beyonce. I think we're all happy for Beyonce. I'm so happy for Beyonce. Honestly, I'm not surprised. You know, Beyonce, she never ceases to amaze. And I'm really excited for the visual. I just want to see a visual like today. Can you tell me when is a Beyonce visual coming? I mean, I can't tell you that, but I am excited to see visuals. I think I'm actually more excited for the tour. Like, let's just get, like, come on, get let's skip to the good part, you know? I would like to see this performed in person, and Club Renaissance also happened, and um, I heard that they played the Beyonce album start to finish three times, and I would have had the best time of my life at that party. Look, uh, even the kids are dancing to the Renaissance project so look this is just I, I might actually go to the I might go to the tour you who if you're not there I mean I don't know I, I might go to the tour yeah I'm gonna lie well we're excited about the album we're excited about um all the fun songs I'm sure we'll continue to hear over the next year or whenever she decides to tour so all right okay so this week 
The United States declared monkeypox a national emergency. I put this in irrelevant news because at this point, does it even matter? No, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hear too many people talking about the monkeypox. And it's almost like it doesn't exist for some or most people. Uh, but it's out there. I've seen some pictures. Um, there's a lot of concerns about who it affects, who it doesn't affect, how it gets spread. So I think overall, uh, a lot of people don't even think about it too much. It's interesting to me because I thought... I don't know. I don't know if I thought we would learn our lesson from COVID, but I guess I hope we would learn our lesson from COVID. And it's like in real time, we're having a fire drill to see if we did. And clearly we are failing with the amount of misinformation that's out about monkeypox and like how confusing it is, not having one clear message in the media, not knowing where to go for information. It's just literally, it's deja vu. And I can't believe that we're back in the same position. But um, I also can't believe... Bacardi, do you remember them saying monkeypox was airborne at first? I I don't think I heard that. I heard it on... I heard that monkeypox affected the black queer community more frequently than anyone else. It's amazing, like, how different the narratives have like been across who you ask like some people are saying oh you can only get it from touching people other people are saying oh don't try on clothes and fitting rooms and then there are people who are hearing like oh it's based on um if you're not of course uh, the vaccines are not given out if you're not queer or um it's it's honestly kind of crazy that messaging that's coming out so anyway needless to say I guess for me, I would love for us to all get on the same page, but more importantly, like if it's confusing or whatever, just shut it down. You know, we would love a good lockdown again if it means that we're not going to risk people's lives or that people can stay healthy. I don't know. I just think hopefully the one thing we learned from last time is that if we don't nip it in the bud, it's only going to prolong it. But Well, I'm going to do my due diligence and do some research on it. But for all our listeners, I hope you all are being safe mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself, taking care of your health. Yeah. And um, if you have gloves or anything like that, if you're um, immunocompromised and you're worried about monkeypox or anything else COVID whatever you know make sure you're doing that and most importantly as Andrew Caldwell would say were your mask <laughs> yeah so with that <laughs> Brittany Griner is in jail oh my god in Russia I seen it and I'm just honestly it made me sick to my stomach it's so sad. I was like, that's relevant news, low-key. I'm like, what? Are y'all crazy? Well, it's relevant, but at the same time, I'm going to tell you why I made this irrelevant news this week. And it's solely based in the fact that Joe Biden releases a statement saying, oh my God, it's unacceptable, the sentence that Britney received. We can't believe this is happening to her. It's unjust, blah, blah, blah. But what are you doing? What are you doing about it? At this point, there's, it's just, it's, it's just a, 
uh, a side note to the other news that's happening and it's so ridiculous and it's sad and now I'm starting to hear and I'm gonna say it Bakari mainly black men coming up with reasons as to why Brittany Griner should not be freed and we should not attempt to do any type of um, negotiations with Russia and coming up with all of these theories and now all of a sudden they're all historians on the Russian oligarchy and how Russian arms dealers operate and all this stuff because Brittany Griner shouldn't get out of jail for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I feel like, you know, we all know that entertainment is what sells in America and as always, you know, black people are at the forefront of entertainment for this country. And guess what? Brittany Griner is over there. She's locked up and there doesn't seem to be a strong effort outside of the WNBA. Um, you know, black women um, and, and the NBA has actually I won't say the whole NBA, but there are NBA players who have come out in strong support of Brittany Griner and um I just hope that she comes home soon, seriously. And, uh, yeah, if anyone's saying that she needs to stay over there and blah, 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 then mm, y'all part of the problem. Yeah, maybe you should go to Russian prison. Yeah, see ya later. Also, I think that it's really important to note that um, Brittany Griner was in Russia because Although she is one of the, if not the top WNBA player in the league, she is only paid a little over $200,000 a year in her contract. And so for clarification, she was playing in Russia because she makes significantly more money there and also to simply supplement her income because if she was compared to a LeBron James or a Steph Curry, who she is in the WNBA, um, I just want to be clear, she would have no need to go play in the G League or to do anything outside of just be herself and get endorsements and be able to live a lifestyle that accommodates her putting herself out there and being a public figure. And like you said, being entertainment for us all. So Brittany Griner is a legend, man. Let's get Brittany home. She's a true legend. One yeah. of the first um woman players that i seen dunking all over people dunking on fast breaks uh true legend yeah this is like the real free britney hashtag free britney grinder all right so one thing i wanted to talk about this week this this is going to be like i don't know kind of one topic but it's two different um articles that i saw this week so first not just one article, but actually it was trending on Twitter and Instagram that Doja Cat decided to cut her eyebrows off and shave her head bald. I saw that. I saw that. She literally, I, I didn't like really cut on the audio or look into it too much because sometimes the internet, I'd be like, yo, y'all gotta stop it. Y'all gotta stop it. But I don't know what she was doing with that. So, turns out Doja Cat decided to um, completely shave her head and eyebrows bald 
it, she ends up going on Instagram Live to explain it because so many people were concerned and trying to figure out what was going on with that. Um, she explained that she just simply wanted a, a new star to refresh. She didn't like her hair, blah, blah, blah. Usually the typical reasons that a black woman cuts their hair off. Um, and she looks gorgeous, by the way, I think. Yeah, I think she looks pretty cool. Yeah, she looks really like hip and modern and I don't know, it works on her. She's a cute girl. She can wear whatever. I honestly felt like it was none of my business. I was a little shocked, mm -hmm. but I was like, cool, if that's what you want to do, you know, cool. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt too. Yeah. And... Doja Cat ended up going on Instagram Live again um, to explain, like, she's not in a crisis. She's not in a mental breakdown. You don't need to call the sick and shut in list or anything like that. She's okay. She just decided to change her hair and things like that. And um, like you said, Bakari, I didn't think it was my business. Yeah, no, nah, I, I was like, I was like, okay, Doja, you, you doing your thing again. Right. Oh, by the way, I guess I should mention, for those who may not know, Doja Cat is a rapper, pop artist um, who rose to fame with her quirky music video to her song entitled Moo. Um, it was a cow-themed music video. It was a cow-themed music video. I, I, it was pretty catchy. She's here today. So, obviously, it was pretty catchy, right? Um, but anyway, she's kind of always been just a little off the beaten path. She like, marches to the beat of her own drum. So, I don't know. I didn't think this was, like, peculiar. No, not out of the realm of possibilities for Doja. Exactly. So, anyway, that happened this week. And then I saw an article about Corday, formerly YBN Corday, um, he is a rapper. Um, I don't know that I would call him up and coming, but maybe more indie underground kind of, um, rapper. Anyway, point of the matter is there was an article saying in the last six months, I think, or something like that, Corday has gained 40 pounds and it was a picture of him and he's, a, you know, he's chunky and Corday retweets it and he's like, why y'all so loud? And Bakari, honestly, I was like, this is such a good point. And I wanted to talk about it today on the podcast because why do we do this to celebrities? When would you ever, like, I mean, unless you're like, you know, black aunties, like, woo, you're gaining them pounds, huh? But realistically, right, right. you know. No, no, that definitely happens, by the way. But Exactly. But, you know, I think, you know, we oftentimes, you just got to let people be people you know, similar to the Will Smith incident and different things like that. It's like everyone is a human being, even though they're an entertainer, and there should not be an expectation to be perfect. Absolutely. And I think one thing that I always try to remember with celebrities is that you want a camera in your face on your best day, and they always have a camera in their face on their worst day. And that's something that I think everyone should hopefully remember to try to give them grace because it is hard to always be in the forefront, in the camera, someone has an opinion or is judging you or reads into everything you do or say as if it's a cry for help or you're having a breakdown or 
or even the opposite like either way it goes we do not know these people at all it kind of reminds me though of social media like when i post something on social media or when anyone posts something on social media it's almost like a lot of people really don't know who the people truly are but you see this presentation um that's kind of how i look at it for everyone i think it's important that we all make sure we know who we are and that the celebrities know who they are because once you go into that bubble of social media and you know life it you can't really control the narrative all the time exactly exactly so you know just like give people grace let's make sure that we remember that people are people and yeah yeah if y'all want to cut your eyebrows off then do that period okay so last thing before we wrap up bakari this week as we get ready for um, back to school time around the nation mm-hmm. there is a big problem do you know what it is what's the problem ain't no lunchables ain't no teachers oh lord so this week actually a couple articles started to come out about how there is a national teacher shortage in this country we can't find teachers well i think historically black women have filled the role of being a teacher for a long time uh, in this country i don't know the statistics but i'm willing to bet you know it's very high percentage of black women that are teachers in the country and i think that due to the circumstances of the world the black community are the people who are always affected the most especially in America. So maybe, you know, the different benefits and salary and, you know, things that come with being a teacher aren't really meeting the needs of um, of our teachers and our black women. I think you're exactly right. Um, honestly, I hadn't even thought about that connection, but that's a really good point. I was reading here that according to the National Education Association, they surveyed um, over 2,700 teachers in June 2021. And 32% of those teachers said they were planning to leave the career of teaching earlier than planned because of the pandemic. Um, So like you said, especially if that pandemic is affecting black women disproportionately and there's a lot of black women teachers, then that's something that could affect people showing up to work. But even more so than that, I just think it speaks to the fact that across the board, a third of teachers are saying, I don't plan on staying at least as long as I would have to to continue this career um, because things have changed significantly in my life now. Yeah, I mean, and, and things have changed in the way that teachers have to teach now and the way that their lesson plans are set up, um, the w- amount of safety precautions they have to think about when they go into the workplace. So outside of just the financial aspect, this could have potentially changed what it means to be a teacher and what being a teacher looks like. And some people might not be on board for that. You're absolutely right. And the shortage not only is a symptom of an issue, it is also 
creating another issue, which is that because of the shortage, many um, school districts are pulling administrators, coaches, people who typically were not in front of students into the classroom. But if you're a smaller school district and that's just not possible for you, a lot of them are putting students in auditoriums and gymnasiums and just hosting one giant class for kids to be able to cover a subject. It's, I mean, honestly, it's chaos. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I want to give a big shout out to all the teachers yes. who are listening. Like, keep doing your thing. The world would not be what the world is today without our amazing teachers that are doing the good work. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Abbott Elementary. This oh, is yeah. an Abbott podcast. Yes, this is Abbott, Abbott Stan, Stan podcast. Abbott Stan. <laughs> like, um... Yeah, I think that show is just a fun, amazing show that puts a really good spotlight on the work that teachers do um, and black teachers. And uh, period. Yeah, I love it. I love that show. Yeah. And just to be clear, like this is not a critique of teachers. This is a critique of the American education system. This is a critique of capitalism. This is a critique of um, systemic racism. This is a critique of the fact that teachers get paid literally fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year. And they be staying with y'all kids. All day, every day. And they want them to teach a class and then turn around and and be a supervisor for an extracurricular activity after school and then make sure that their classroom is decorated but ain't no money for pencil and papers let alone borders to go around your bulletin boards like this is a critique of all of that to be clear nobody is coming for teachers because teachers do the work that makes us all who we are and uh, we appreciate teachers and we certainly appreciate good teachers who love their students and um you know we know all teachers aren't perfect but yeah like mr theodore like mr theodore yeah who we were just talking about before the podcast we sure were started and um mr theodore for me was uh the first black man to i remember um to be an educator that i saw and he was teaching music Yes, he was teaching music and he had a passion for it and uh, he really pushed us hard. And not just a passion for like music theory, but a passion for explaining how music is so entrenched in our cultures. It, it makes up who we are as people. It makes up language. It defines generations and eras and really finding a way to make that relevant to second graders and, yeah. and sixth graders and I learned about Sam Cooke in his class I learned about all kinds of things jazz music and understanding how that influenced the culture in New Orleans and um, even when Hurricane Katrina happened he had us do a whole play about um, Tulane University and wow. the music do you remember that no I don't remember that oh my god it was such an amazing moment but anyway shout out to Mr. Theodore um, we hope you rest in peace, and we love you so, so much. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a really sweet note to end this podcast on. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. This was a great episode. It was fun coming back and chatting with you. And we had a blast with you all today. Once again, I'm Bakari Kamal. And I'm Dara. And we're Two Siblings Talking. Follow us on all social medias. 
where we're either two siblings talking or other things that will be down in the show notes. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.